Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the Room and Room podcast. It's great once again for having you along joining us to cover another topic, all things to do with ruminant nutrition. My name's Charlotte Westwood. I'm a New Zealand-based veterinarian and nutritionist who's based with our PG Rights and Seeds team here in Lincoln in Canterbury. So perhaps you're new to our podcasts or you're a frequent flyer listener who's um, hung in with us every step of the way over the last year or so, and maybe you've already tuned into previous episodes. But look, either way, the backstory about these podcasts is that the episodes are actually an offshoot from the Facebook group, The Room and Room. So if you're not already a member of that group, do head on over to Facebook and uh, join in that Room and Room group to uh, take part in all conversations and, and to do with ruminant nutrition in our community there. But in this latest episode, we're going to be exploring all things to do with dairy cows grazing summer turnips. Now, this podcast is actually part two of a two-part series to do with summer bulb turnips. In the first part of this two-part series, we took a pretty deep dive into the nutritional value of summer bulb turnips and covered some of the ins and outs of turnips as part of the diet for your lactating cows over those summer months. So if you haven't already listened to that and the true nutritional aspects of turnips are of interest to you, just jump back over um, to the previous episode and and, uh, take a listen to that. But yeah, in the meantime, this part, part two, is going to be a bit more, I suppose you call it gumboot-based, eh, if you'd like, but more of a practical work through of making sure that summer turnips work really well as a feed for both your cows, for you, importantly, uh, and of course the broader farm system in terms of that that uh, extra turnip paddocks going back into new grass and having new grasses working well for you too. So look, first up, what we're going to do is we'll work through the various practical steps of the basics of grazing your lactating dairy cows on summer turnips. So we'll cover off and build on some of the aspects in our first part of the two-part series to do with the benefits of dry matter yielding your crop and the importance of gradually transitioning or in other words, stepping your cows gradually across from a pasture-based diet to one that contains summer bulb turnips. We'll discuss some of the things um, that ideally will go well during the transitioning, but also, unfortunately, some of the tricky bits that may not go quite that well. We'll then move on to the timing of grazing during the day, during your busy day on farm, to avoid things such as risk of rumen acidosis, but importantly also risk of milk taint if cows eat too much turnips uh, right before milking, for example. And finally, we'll talk about things to expect in terms of milk production responses and a discussion around what we can expect from cow body condition responses or live weight change that we may sometimes see when cows graze summer turnips. So anyway, that's an overview. Let's get this latest podcast underway. First things first, let's step through the practical aspects of grazing summer turnips. I guess the first thing that you might be pondering, particularly if you haven't grazed summer turnips before, is when on earth should I start grazing my turnips? Like how long do I leave them um, to continue to grow after they've been planted? Well, look, that's very much to do with the individual cultivar of turnips 
that you have on farm. And the maturity of that cultivar uh, related to timing of planting. Now, we've already discussed aspects about this in the first part of this two-part series. So, yeah, again, if you want more info than what we're covering now, just zoom back over um, and listen into part one. But look, very briefly, when we talk about summer turnips, in the previous podcast, we mentioned that there's sort of two broad types of turnips we grow in, in the summer. First up, there's a tankard type turnips, such as the likes of well-known Barkant um, summer turnip. More recently, Toto clean crop turnip is also a tankard type. Now, these tankard type turnips are typically earlier maturing varieties that can be grazed typically earlier after sowing. So, you know, depending on the claim to maturity for a particular cultivar, it might be as early as day 50 after planting, ideally grazed and then finished up around about day 90 after planting. So these tankard turnips will have typically softer bulbs. And if we leave these tankard turnips too long in the ground, like well past maturity date, sometimes these softer types of bulbs will start to rot out. And hey, cows are just like us. No cow wants to eat a, a rotten bulb, eh? Unlike the tankard turnips, the globe-type turnips are later maturing and they have a slightly harder bulb. Cows will still like them, maybe not you know, quite as much as tankard turnips, but they get used to them. But the advantages of these slightly harder bulbs is that they'll carry a bit better later in the season. So you might remember from the last podcast, if you did listen to that, that we talked about how many of you might already be planting separate areas of tankard turnips from another area perhaps of a globe type turnip and you plant them on the same day with your contractor and to do that for you and we graze the tankard ones first the softer early maturing and then we move on to the globe type bulb turnips might be 90 to 110 days after planting for example and we graze those later because uh, those harder bulb types with the globe turnips will carry better so yeah, timing to first grazing. Obviously, summer bulb turnips depends very much on the cultivar of turnip you've got. And of course, if you can't remember exactly what type of turnip was planted, just check in with your rural retail rep or your contractor. Hopefully, they'll remember. If you don't, they can go back to the paperwork and just see what type of seed um, that you purchased. Yeah, let's say that next week, your tankard type turnips are day 50 after planting. And you're obviously starting to think, mm, OK, so yeah, it's bark and I'm going to graze it at 50, 55 days. What do we need to be thinking about so that we're all ready for your cows to kind of get stuck into grazing these tasty tankard type turnips? First up, we reckon that ideally it would be good to plan to dry matter yield your turnip crop. Of course, like yielding any crop, focusing specifically on the area where you're likely to be doing your transitioning, like starting your cows into the crop. It's, it's kind of a hard case here in New Zealand because compared to 15 or 20 years ago, it is absolutely routine best practice nowadays for people to dry matter yield our winter crops, you know, your fodder beet and kale and swedes and the like. But oddly enough, not a lot of people routinely yield their summer crops, although we're starting to see a trend towards this, which is really, really good. So if you're one of the ones that are now routinely yielding your summer crops, all I can say is well done, high five, awesome, you're definitely following best practice, so very well done. In our first turnip podcast, the previous to this one, we discussed um, the importance of when you do yield your summer bulb turnip, if you're uh, running a higher input system and you definitely want to know the true nutrition and yield 
on offer, we do suggest sending your turnip bulb and turnip leaf samples away separately um, so you get dry matter testing because quite often the tops might be higher than the bulbs and overall, you know, the whole crop might be lower than the book value of 10% dry matter, which we shouldn't use, especially um, in wet years when the dry matter percents are lower. So do yield your crops, do send them away to be dry matter, uh, dry matter tested weigh the crops, um, bulbs and tops separately so you can work out the percentage of tops relative to bulb if nutrition is your thing. Right, so let's say you've done, I don't know, four or five um, dry matter yields. You've you've uh, chucked your hoop or your, your quadrant out into the crop and done four or five of those in the area where you're planning to transition. What do we do now? Well, as far as allocating turnips, um, you know, like summer bulb turnips to your cows, there's, of course, different approaches to ways to decide how much area to allocate to your cows. Now, first up, I guess, is there's a rough and ready way that uh, you might want to say, look, I need 40 days of turnip grazing, so I'm just going to divide my area of turnips by 40, and away we go. Now, granted, it's it's not a particularly refined approach, but if you've had 350 cows on your farm forever and you've always planted X amount, you know, the amount of turnips every year and it's worked, go for it. That, that's fine. If, on the other hand, uh, you're new to the industry, you love your numbers and you'd like to do your allocation of crop in a, a more articulate or refined way, is of course, being driven by your feed budget. Now, you might say through the months of January and February that you need to make your feed budget work, cows to be offered um, four kilos dry matter of turnips per cow per day. So then, of course, the maths is pretty straightforward. Let's say, for example, you've got a four hectare paddock and the dry matter uh, yield is 10 tonne. We'll keep the maths simple way when we haven't got your phone out or your calculator on you. And Let's say four hectares times 10 tonne dry matter of turnips gives you a total tonnage of 40 tonnes dry matter of turnips all up across all your area. Uh, Another way of saying that's 40,000 kilograms dry matter of turnips. Let's say 200 cows. If we divide 40,000 kilograms dry matter by 200 cows, then we end up with each individual cow, if you're 200 cows, have got a total of 200 kilograms dry matter of yummy turnips all to herself. Good stuff. Now, we said if on a feed budget basis you want to offer uh, each of your 200 cows four kilograms dry matter of turnips per cow per day to make your feed budget balance, we divide 200 kilograms dry matter of turnips per cow by four kilograms dry matter turnips per cow per day, and there we go. Boom. There's 50 days of turnips available to graze. If you don't believe me, rewind, get your calculator out, get your phone out and just try those calculations to convince yourself how easy it is to do and then of course you can substitute in your numbers of cows, your area of crop and your yields that you might have um, done last year or that you've uh, just yielded to graze this year. Look, before we move away from this topic around how much turnips can we offer to dairy cows and in our example before we just use four kilograms dry matter offered per cow per day, Let's just revisit the, the key industry rule of thumb to do with milk taint from all brassicas, not limited to summer bulb turnips. And that industry rule of thumb, which has been around forever, 
way before um, I became a vet, and so it's going back a long way, is that ideally we don't offer our dairy cows more than one third of their diet on a dry matter basis to reduce risk of uh, a brassica taint in the milk being picked up by the milk tanker and defined as a problem in terms of inappropriate odours in your milk. So we'll talk a little bit more about the ways to do this. But the first way to, to reduce risk of uh, summer milk taint from brassicas is to keep the, that proportion of summer bulb turnips to less than one third of the diet. Now, fortuitously, by keeping levels of turnip in the diet to less than one third of the diet for a lactating cow, it also offers benefits to reduce risks of rumen upsets or dysfunction, such as rumen acidosis. And we're going to come back to that topic very shortly, too. That's all to do with lactating dairy cows. Some of you uh, may be looking to graze your uh, in-calf maiden rising two-year-old heifers um, on a summer bulb turnip, which is fine, or perhaps your dry non-lactating autumn calving cows. And for non-lactating cows, you can feed more than one-third of the diet on a dry matter basis as summer bulb turnips, up to a maximum of perhaps once they transition onto the diet of no more than, say, 75 to 80% of the diet as turnips on a dry matter basis, with the balance as pasture uh, and preferably some some stemmier type of feed such as baleage or silage just to help to maintain a healthy, happy rumen. So that one third of the diet only applies to cows who are in milk at the moment. If they're not lactating, either as maiden heifers or dry dairy cows, we can feed more, just as we would feed to spring calving cows through the winter, our other types of brassicas such as kale or swedes. This one third of a diet is, as we've mentioned before, once cows have transitioned or have successfully changed the fermentation in their rumen from a, a fermentation and, and bacteria and microbes present that digest grass to one that instead digests summer bulb turnips. Now the reason for transitioning and the need to gradually step cows off a grass-based diet onto one that contains turnips will be very apparent for those of you who tuned into the first part of this two-part series where we explain that turnips are much, much higher in terms of nutritive value uh, than your summer pasture. Because apart from the fact that turnip leaf is green and pasture is green, that's about all they have in common from a feed point of view. On average, turnips compared to summer pasture contain more energy, they contain less fibre, and the bulbs particularly contain a heap more water-soluble carbohydrates, or in other words, sugars, than your summer pasture. So just as you'd scream with horror if I suggested that we fed, let's say, kibbled maize or um, rolled wheat in bins out in the paddock to cows that had never seen grain before, you'd go, no, Charlotte, we'd, we'd never do that. Well, similarly, we'd never let cows that haven't eaten turnips before have free choice access to a paddock full of summer turnips. So if you recoil in horror at doing that to uh, kibble maize, uh, crushed wheat, then we're never going to do that to turnips either. So simply transitioning means allowing plenty of time, typically anywhere from 7 to 14 days, um, maybe 10 days average, for time for the rumen microbes present in the gut of your lactating cows to gradually shift across from a population of microbes that were good at metabolising and, and breaking down pasture instead to the types of microbes that we need that are better able to effectively and safely break down all of those extra amounts 
of water-soluble carbs, but also the fibre that uh, is present in turnips is very quickly fermentable in the rumen. And there's, of course, that risk of rumen acidosis that we'll talk about shortly. So, yeah, hopefully um, by day 14, the microbes in the rumen of your cows will be very well on track to be safely and effectively digesting those very high-quality summer bulk turnips. Now, the other aspect of transitioning, allowing 7 to 14 days, an average of 10 days, to get on to one-third of the diet as turnips, is more from the cow's behavioural point of view. And if your cows have never seen turnips before, or if your mixed-age cows have and maybe your first calved heifers, um, first lactation heifers have never seen turnips before, the other aspect of transitioning is allowing cows to figure out what on earth do they do with these round things um, trying to graze them? Now, the good thing about your heifers going on your turnips, if they are due to go on turnips with some older cows, maybe you'll have them mobbed up with some of your lighter cows, is the older girls will teach the heifers or the heifers will copy about how to effectively graze it. But if you've never grown turnips before, every cow in your herd has never seen a turnip before. That transitioning also allows um, time for them to to knock these out of the ground, to roll them all around and have a go at eating them. And sometimes if you have a whole herd that's never seen turnips before, you can help encourage them to figure out what on earth to do with these things just by heading out with a sharp spade or a long crowbar and just break some of the bulbs open. Or I have seen a couple of you guys actually pulling turnips and, and uh rolling over them. Um, perhaps, especially the soft ones, are quite uh, easy to crush on concrete uh, with your tractor or even a four-wheeler with some of the smaller bulbs. So that's transitioning. Now, just as is the case when you start feeding your lactating cows any other high-quality feeds, like we mentioned before, kibble maize, crushed wheat, crushed barley, super acidosis-forming feeds like tapioca and the like, it's all about just offering small amounts of a new feed and then increasing bit by bit by bit up to your intended amount over that period of time to look after our rumen bugs. Typically with our summer turnips, let's say your cows, you want them to be eating, not offered, but eating, let's say 15 kilos dry matter. We're talking about feeding no more once transitioned than a total of five kilograms dry matter eaten, which might be six kilos. Typically most of you be feeding a little bit less than that anyway. But perhaps the easiest way to do this is to offer them just one kilo dry matter per cow per day and increase it by another half kilo every second or third day, depending on, of course, how much your final allocation is, whether that's four or five kilos. Other key tips and tricks for transitioning your cows onto summer bulk turnips? Well, firstly, when you are planning to establish your summer bulk turnips, be doing your planning during the winter, when you're actually like um, planting the turnips yourself or you've got a contractor coming in, it's not a bad idea to leave an area of, of headland, if you'd like, um, by the gate of your turnip paddock where you're going to be starting your transition and leave that in grass. Now, the aim of this is so that all your cows can fit comfortably onto your first break of turnips. If you crop it right up to the gate, your poor old cows are going to end up packed in so tightly together on your tiny allocation of one kilo of dry matter uh, per cow per day of turnips. No fun for them. Socially, they hate being stacked on top of each other. And all we're going to do, apart from upsetting cows and, and having your young cows getting pushed around, is that you'll end up with some cows will eat way too much turnips and others will miss out. Instead, 
we're better to have enough um, grass headland area and space for all of your cows to ideally be able to fit shoulder to shoulder on the brake. So that might be a square area that you edge into first um, out of the gateway or and or with your, your headland of grass because ideally we need sort of a, a linear length of space per cow of perhaps anywhere from 750 to 900 millimetres per cow, depending on the size of your cows, so that all cows can equally access the face of turnips comfortably shoulder to shoulder at the same time, mainly to avoid submissive cows being popped out the back and dominant cows just chowing into your turnips and those dominant cows overeating too much turnip, which isn't ideal in the the first uh, couple of weeks on crop. If you've already got crop in the ground, uh, you've inherited the crop or the contractor planted right up to the gate and there's no headland access to allow cows to comfortably fit on the break, obviously we're a little bit stuck for options in many cases and sometimes not ideal, um, but you may offer a bigger break than what you'd normally allow to limit it to one or one and a half kilograms dry matter of turnips per cow per day for the first two to three days. And then instead to give them a big break and only allow them on the turnips for a very short period of time, perhaps half an hour, three quarters of an hour max. Now, to be honest, we, this isn't ideal. And I know you know that this isn't ideal. They'll trample on a lot of turnips, so they'll knock them out of the ground. And a lot of leaf will end up on the ground as well. So we waste a fair bit of crop when we do this. And as well, even if we time limit access to the turnips, you all know the dominant cows uh, in your herd. They're probably the front row cows out of your herringbone or off first platform load off the rotary. Those cows, especially if they turn it before, they'll go crazy and they will. They've, it's horrific how fast that they can actually scoff the turnip leaf particularly. Obviously they're slow to eat the bowls, but they will just vacuum out those turnip leaves and therefore those cows will be at greater risk of eating way more than one kilogram dry matter of turnips during those first couple of three days on crop. So the other risk about this on-off grazing technique to kind of ease into a, into the corner or the first break of a, a new um, summer bulb turnip is that the cows will eat almost exclusively leaf and then as we give them more area they'll graze back over the bulbs. Now if, if you want to, to wear your purest nutrition hat obviously the leaf is very much a source of protein and not so much sugar conversely the bulbs are very much sugar and not much protein so you'll have a a weird diet for those first few days where they'll get a lot of protein and then they'll end up potentially protein deficient um, over the days that they graze back over the bulbs so if really balancing the diet is your thing um, obviously the style of getting cows onto turnips isn't ideal other ways um, to, uh, I guess, to make sure that if we do get dominant cows scoffing a bit too much turnips during the transition period is, of course, just like any high-quality feed, which is to make sure our cows do not have the munchies, Kiwi speak, for that they're not overly hungry when they first start to access turnips. And this is uh, it's true the whole time while cows are on turnips, but it's particularly true during that 7 to 14 days of transitioning from grass-based diets to one that contains turnips. If you're planning to feed turnips uh, in the cool of the morning after milking, we still need to let the cows drift away from the shed onto a new break of grass and allow all of the cows to have a feed of grass, big fill of grass, before um, they go onto the turnips. Now, two key things here, I guess, is that 
First, we wait for all cows to arrive at the paddock before they move to the turnips. So we're trying to avoid those first row cows going straight to the turnips and absolutely chowing down on, I don't know, seven, eight, nine kilos dry matter of turnips. And then the poor old um, last row, you know, last few cows, the odd one that's still a bit lame, younger cows, bottom of the heap cows, get down to the turnips, there's nothing left. But also we take some of the edge off the hunger. All cows will naturally have the munchies. They'll be hungrier straight after milking. That's just a response to the milking process. And they fill up on high-fibre grass and... If that summer pasture they're going down onto is quite high quality, um, like a lot of clover, maybe irrigated areas, and that grass is very lush, you might need to also feed out some baleage or silage on that strip of grass or that break of grass that they drift out of the shed onto, just so that if the grass is quite soft, we're just protecting those rumens, particularly during that transition period onto turnips, uh, so that our dominant cows have got a nice big gut full of uh, grass and maybe a bit of baleage, and that will reduce risk of a rumen upset or, or dysfunction when cows first transition onto turnips. Those of you that have fed crop before, uh, this is, you know, <laughs> fast forward this bit, but of course all the other practical forage crop kind of stuff applies to uh, summer turnips just with any other crop feeding to help avoid rumen dysfunction or acidosis during transition. So you know what it is, plenty of power in your electric fence, um, have backup plans if power's a bit dubious on the part of the farm where they are, solar powered units or whatever. We don't want cows breaking out onto turnips at any stage, but particularly during transition. So you, you know all that sort of stuff. Once transitioned over that 7 to 14 days, you'll be able to just start uh, moving the cow's daily break and hopefully any risks to rumen upsets will be well uh, behind us. So other things to consider when feeding uh, summer bulb turnips, well, some of the practical things would be heat stress in parts of New Zealand and Australia or wherever you're tuning in from because of course by the very nature that most of our summer bulb turnips for lactating cows are fed in the summer as the name suggests. So there is that risk of walking cows uh, to and from the summer turnip paddock as far as heat stress particularly if your summer crop paddocks don't have trees. Now obviously there's ways and means for that. You may uh, prepare a paddock next door that the cows can walk in and out of and have a break to access shelter. But I guess a lot of your planning is longer term planning, like uh, are there trees available? And this is going to become more of a focus certainly for us here in New Zealand around providing shade for cows in the summer. But your actual planning on a day-to-day -day basis will of course depend on your milking routine. Some of you will still be twice a day over the summer, others will go nah <laughs> once a day at Christmas time and yet others again will be looking at other variations of uh, 10 and 7 or 3 and 2 whatever um, your variations on milking frequency are. But just whatever works for you, but ideally we don't want cows walking to and from turnip paddocks in the heat of the day. So you you know all this stuff, of course. So it's just some planning ahead to have cows accessing turnips in the cooler parts of the day. Now, while we're talking about uh, accessing turnips at different times of the day, now, of course... I mean, hey, we're all human, and from a time management point of view, there's always that temptation for cows to maybe access turnips right before the afternoon milking, if you are twice a day milking still. Now, for sure, human nature says you can set up 
you know, you, you can set up a bat latch, for example, to to go ping and on a timer, and cows can drift onto the turnips as they come back for afternoon milking. Now, you certainly can do that, but just a really important comment here was back to the topic we mentioned before about risk of milk taint. Now, feeding turnips right before milking, let's say afternoon milking, may, under some conditions, and there's not a lot of science here, and I wish there was, but we're relying on feedback over many, many years from the likes of some of yourselves that'll be listening, but there is that risk that cows eating turnips right before milking may be at greater risk of throwing issues around milk taint. But whatever, whether there's science or not, there are a group of compounds in all of the brassicas, including summer bog turnips, called glucosinolates. Now, when cows consume turnips, they munch and crunch on those glucosinolate um, compounds, which get broken down, and some of the metabolites of the glucosinolates are very volatile, which means you smell them on the breath of the cows, and potentially they're more likely to end up in the milk. Whereas if the cows consume turnips, let's say, after the morning milking, or, or even um, in the evening after the afternoon milking, we're less likely to end up with um, the brassica taint happening because a lot of those volatile compounds have been burped out and are less likely to end up in the milk. So yeah, long story short, really we shouldn't be feeding the turnips right before milking. Right, moving on to the next topic to do with feeding summer bulk turnips. Milk response, like what grams of milk solids or what litres of milk can we expect per kilogram dry matter of turnips consumed? Yeah, it's one of those tricky topics, eh? Like it's how long is a piece of string? It, it, it depends. Now, there's been a number of researchers over the years who have looked in a lot of detail at expected milk responses by cows to turnips. A lot of work done by researchers in the Waikato, particularly during the 1990s, concluded that the milk response by cows to turnips is very similar to milk responses to cows grazing similar quantities of chicory. Essentially, that in turn relates to similar equivalent responses to rolled barley grain. There was some Australian work done during the 1990s that concluded that milk responses to turnips in terms of grams of milk solids or litres of milk to kilogram dry matter of turnips consumed is very similar to barley grain. So if you expect a particular response by cows to a fixed amount of barley grain or chicory for that matter, you can expect a very similar response by your cows uh, in terms of grams of milk solids per kilogram dry matter consumed if you allow your cows to eat the equal amount as kilograms dry matter as turnips compared to barley grain or chicory. In terms of actual responses, the work done in the 1990s in the Waikato district of New Zealand stated expected responses to range somewhere between 40 and 50 grams of milk solids per kilogram dry matter of turnip eaten. Remembering that that work has been done in late summer, early autumn on spring calf cows. And to be fair, in late lactation, a lot of herds, that's the best responses that you're going to get in late lactation. Having said that, um, I wouldn't hang your hat on 40 to 50 grams of milk solids because, of course, all of your herds are very, very different. And the cows within each of your herds are very, very different Milk response in uh, mid to late lactation is, of course, very heavily influenced by the genetic makeup of your herd, by the current cow condition score. If they're very light, they're likely to partition more nutrients to back fat if they're very good conditioned. Already, when they go on turnips, you're likely to get more milk in the vat. 
Um, responses very much by the age of the cows. Two and three-year-old cows may not respond quite as well because they still may be doing a bit of growing. Stage of lactation, early lactation cows respond better than late. And then, of course, what else is in the cow's diet? Have you got a protein-deficient diet? Have you got ample protein with other feeds in the diet? And that's sort of beyond the topic here. And we will do a late lactation podcast as we head further into the autumn for our New Zealand listeners. Now, another key thing that influences responses by your herd to your summer bulb turnips is how far the cows have had to walk to reach their turnips. If your cows have had to walk, oh, okay, let's use a bit of a silly scenario here. Perhaps um, they've walked two kilometres each way to get to the turnips. Now, that's crazy. No one's going to do that, but let's use this as a scenario. So let's say with the walking... 4Ks to get to their turnips, they've used up anywhere from 4 to 6 or even 7 megajoules of metabolizable energy just to reach the turnip crops. So that's a lot of uh, potential milk solids walked off. And obviously, the more they walk, particularly in the heat, puts heat stress on as well, they've got to walk to the turnips um, to eat a fair old volume of turnips to make sure it's been made there worthwhile. So let's say if they'd walk into the turnips, 2Ks each way, no, no one's going to do that, but don't beat up on me. Let's say they've only eaten 2 kilograms of dry matter per cow when they got to the turnips and on average 12 megajoules of ME um, per kilogram. So they've walked off up to 6 or even 7 megajoules of ME just to eat 24 megajoules. So we've used up like 25% or even 30% of the benefits that they've got from eating the turnips, just walking to eat them. Mm. So all the more reason. Number one, we want to put your turnips where they're going to do a decent yield. Number two is obviously we need to choose your turnip paddock carefully so we don't walk off all of those benefits of having to walk all that way to the turnips and those faraway paddocks, of course, are always better to go into something like maize silage or something that doesn't have to be walked to to actually eat it. And of course, from a nutritional point of view, your summer milk response to bulb turnips depends very much on the turnips themselves. And we mentioned this in the first turnip podcast, saying that the protein levels in whole crop bulb turnips can be all over the place, dependent on um, plant available nitrogen, and of course the ratio of bulb to turnip tops. And, and if you want to know more about that, tune into the first episode. So if we end up uh, with turnips that have got no tops left, maybe leaf miners come along and taken it off, or you've had fungal disease and there's only bulbs left, and you've got, for example, a diet based predominantly on maize silage and poor quality uh, run-out pastures, poor summer grasses, no clover, it's likely that you'll end up protein deficient if your crops have lost their tops. And protein deficiency in the diet may change the response by your cows to summer turnips. So that's milk response. It's uh, It depends. Lots of factors in play, but let's say if you... We're, we're um, having to explain to uh, a farm owner, to someone more senior in your farming business, what expected response would sort of say it depends, but 40 to 50 grams, which is not expected to be greatly different uh, from response to barley grain in the shed based on Australian work in the 1990s. Speaking of partitioning of nutrients, or in other words, are the cows going to put condition on their backs or are they going to put it in the vat for you? It, it brings up, I suppose, uh, well, it's not an urban myth and legend in the industry, but I know all of you will have different opinions on whether cows will gain or, in worst case, 
even lose condition when they go onto summer turnip crops. In some years particularly, some cows or all of your cows may strip condition off their backs on turnips or in fact they don't put on the condition that we'd expect for the energy that's going in. Now, for many of you, you'll be very happy that your cows do gain body condition score while they're on turnips. And I can certainly say, based on a study that we've run for three years now, looking at cow response to grazing either bulb turnips or chicory over a period of around six weeks over the summer. And this has been undertaken by our wonderful Mark and Courtney Harris, just out of Huntley. And they've, for the last three years, looked at split herds grazing either chicory or turnips. And every year, Mark and Courtney's cows have gained, on average, 0.1 of one condition score on both chicory and turnips every year out of those three years. So we know, certainly for the genetic base of their Kiwi cross herd, cows can and will gain condition when they graze turnips. And the amount of uh, gain uh, could be expected to be very similar to chicory over a period of around six weeks over the summer. So in terms of where you say, but Charlotte, we don't see that, we've seen our cows lose condition score, there may be a range of reasons that you can step through to have a look at why cows may have lost condition. First up, we've already talked about rumen function during transitioning. Now, if cows, particularly dominant cows, really did have a bit too much turnips consumed during the transition period, there may have been a little bit of rumen acidosis. You may not have seen any change in rumen function on these cows, but we may have had a period of time during transitioning than lower than ideal rumen pH may have just knocked the appetite of these cows around for a short period of time. And yet the protein in the turnip tops drove milk production, but because they weren't eating to appetite, they may not have gained condition as we'd normally expect and calculate for these cows to do so. A second reason for possible um, reduction in body condition score or failure to gain uh, live weight or condition when cows eat turnips might be if the dry matter percent of your turnip crop is very low, for example, in a wet year, which can sometimes be the case in wetter years when the bulbs particularly can be as low as 7 or even 8% dry matter. Now, the low dry matter percent of very wet turnip crops may affect the response by your cows to your turnip crop in one of two ways. First up, that we might inadvertently under-allocate the amount of turnips on offer, so we, we don't mean to, but if you did a yield on your crop and you worked on a book value of 10% dry matter for your whole crop turnip and it's 8%, we might inadvertently, and as I say, no one sets out to do this, we might inadvertently under-allocate the amount of turnips on offer and if there's a bit of pushing and shoving, some of the cows with not as much turnips as we'd planned for to be on hand might lose a little bit more weight than what we'd expect. As well, if these very wet crops are eaten in wet years combined with lots of low dry matter percent pasture and the cows are walking a long distance to reach both pastures and forage crops or you're running very big mobs, let's let's be exaggerate here, five or six hundred cows in a mob and the cows are spending a lot of time off pasture and off crop walking to the yard or indeed standing on the yard during milking 
the very wet crops and the very wet pasture may combine um, to cows not having enough time in the day to eat enough feed overall and that might contribute to cows moving just a bit of condition off their backs simply because cows are only capable of um, consuming feed sort of a maximum of 12 to 13 hours a day. They need time to sleep and time to ruminate and when they're eating a lot of very low dry matter feed and the mobs are big and the time off um, pasture and crop is extensive and there's no other place for them to get feed like in shed feeding or feed pad, um, sometimes that may be responsible for a bit of condition loss. The second point, I guess, trying to explain why sometimes cows may uh, lose a bit of condition or fail to gain condition might be that the very high quality proteins uh, found particularly in the, in the tops or the leaves of summer bulb turnips combined with a high genetic merit, in other words, a high desire to produce milk, may drive milk production at the expense of body condition gain. So cows of uh, superior genetic merit, cows uh, particularly more of a Holstein type cow that's a very litres driven cow, may be more prone to fill the vat for you and not look after herself so much. So yeah, that's just something else to consider. But look, just to re-emphasise, all up, based on the three years of information from Mark and Courtney Harris's place, we've not seen a loss of condition by turnip feed cows on that farm. And that was based on when cows ate, on average, four kilograms dry matter of bulb turnips per cow per day. And the condition gain was very similar uh, to the extent of condition gain when the split herds with the other herd ate four kilograms dry matter of chicory per day. A couple of points and a shout out to Mark and Courtney. Um, first, thanks to them. And those of you who know um, what a wonderful couple they are. They've done a brilliant job of running this work for us for the last three years. And we've got another uh, trial underway with them this, this year, early 2023. Now, Mark and Courtney are very good at transitioning cows onto turnips. The crops are yielded. And as well, the cows have always had some silage in their diet in addition to the turnips and pasture. Now, that has uh, predominantly been some grass silage and for part of the turnip feeding periods in each year there's some maize silage going in as well. So appreciate that that may not be the case for some of you, but just to mention that you know cows don't necessarily always um, have any concerning changes in condition when they go on to turnip. So those of you that are interested in that work with Mark and Courtney Harris, we will do a podcast about that and hopefully if Mark and Courtney can spare time away from the young family, we'll get them to join in on that podcast as well. So keep an ear out for that. If you do have concerns around condition loss by your cows on your summer turnip crops, it's definitely worth doing a bit of detective work, I guess, to try and figure out what might be going on because typically if everything's going to plan, on average, cows should be capable of gaining some weight and condition when they eat turnips. If you've tried a lot of different things over the years and you've worked through some of the tips we've suggested here, the, the obvious thing to do here is to condition score your cows uh, before some of them are due to go to turnips and put your big, heavy conditioned older cows onto your turnips and keep your lighter cows and younger cows on pasture. Or if everything's going to turnips, then obviously you could put out something like maize silage to your younger cows. Palm kernel's not for everyone, but if you feed palm kernel, going to those lighter cows. We'll just touch on a couple of quick other points that relate to episodes of ruminacidosis in a proportion of cows when they graze summer turnips, especially during transition. Point number one... Individual cows that experience rumen acidosis, particularly during that transition onto crops, 
may be at a greater risk of the occasional problem we see on turnips with what we call brassica-associated liver disease. Now, that can result in some photosensitization, the reddening of udder, the teats, uh, when cows don't have black pigmentation on the udder and teats, and sometimes on other white areas of cows that have white markings. So this condition clinically looks very similar to facial eczema, and occasionally we might get a couple of cows within that couple of weeks after transitioning onto turnips that show this condition now, the reason rumen acidosis may increase risk of cows experiencing photosensitization on summer turnips is it's probably another story another day, but there is a compound in turnips that usually doesn't cause any uh, problems to cows. But if there's rumen acidosis present, sometimes this compound in turnips called progoitrin may be metabolized into compounds that increase risk of some liver damage. So long story short, if you have one or two cows that become photosensitized or have that sunburn like condition, uh, it may be worth looking or thinking for next year about potentially transitioning a little bit more carefully if you think in hindsight transitioning wasn't that well done. Now the other point that relates to a little bit of rumen acidosis, particularly when the herd's transitioning onto summer turnips, is a potential issue for those of you who are Fonterra suppliers here in New Zealand. Now, one of the milk quality measures that you as a Fonterra supplier in New Zealand will receive is called the FEI, otherwise known as the Fat Evaluation Index. Now, this relates to the proportion of median chain fatty acids in the milk that can change around when we either feed palm kernel, a lot of palm kernel, PKE, or sometimes you'll see a spike when you go onto high-quality summer forages, uh, such as, but not limited to, summer turnips. We also see it if you go on to a late summer or early grazed crop of fodderbeek. Now, the reason that we suspect a little bit of rumen acidosis increases risk of a spike uh, where you may grade on the FEI in your milk is based on a little bit of rumen acidosis when you're transitioning from uh, pasture onto summer turnips. So we'll do another topic another day about the FEI as it relates to those of you who are Fonterra suppliers. Well, look, that's us for another podcast. Thanks so much for listening through another one. Hope there's been something, tips and tricks in here that's been uh, of interest to you. But look, on behalf of myself, Charlotte Westwood, and our very kind sponsors, PGG Rights and Seeds, We'd just like to say thanks heaps uh, for listening in and we hope that uh, your summer bulb turnips, if you are grazing them or planning to graze them, will go really well for you. But anyway, any other information about all things to do with ruminant nutrition, feel free to skim back over some of our previous older podcasts. Or if you want to ask any more questions or post your own experiences around how feeding summer turnips has gone for you, well, actually any summer forage crop things, do head over to Facebook group, search up the Room and Room uh, Facebook group there, and please do feel free to join our Ruminant Nutrition community there. We'd love to see you there. But yeah, thanks again for tuning in. Hope you have an amazing day out and about, whatever you're up to. Cheers. Cheers.